Hi, and welcome to Unlimited, the podcast platform that gives voice to remarkable mothers and women from the Arab world to inspire, engage, and drive growth. In Unlimited Perspective Series, we welcome inspiring women and mothers who embrace life with innovative perspectives and whose missions and achievements are making a mark. For this new episode of our Unlimited Perspective Series, joining us today is Dr. Sana Farid. You've surely heard about VR and AR, but what is the difference between them and how can they really impact our lives? Well, Dr. Sana Farid is a pioneer in X-Reality and an AI strategist. She's a general surgeon, an avid researcher, and a powerful educational reformer. She's been featured by Forbes, Hara Business Review, and Entrepreneur Middle East, and listed among the top 100 women transforming the future of Bahrain. She's co-founder and CEO of Munfarid, the fastest growing tech innovation firm in the region, and is extensively supporting both government and non-government initiatives related to strategizing and streamlining artificial intelligence and immersive technologies across various sectors, including healthcare, aviation, education, and public services. Without any further ado, let's welcome Dr. Sana Farid, and let's understand her perspective on how the use of futuristic technologies can make the world a better place. Hi, Dr. Sana, and welcome to Unlimited. I'm so excited to be with you, Daniela. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. Now, before talking about your current roles and mission, tell us about your background, from your education to becoming a surgeon. I have been fond of science and had a zeal for helping people by improving quality of life. And I found that medicine was meant for me. I'm privileged to be connected with many humans to help them, Being a surgeon is a great responsibility. I continue to expand my knowledge in this field. Unfortunately, it took a COVID-19 outbreak for the entire world to recognize and acknowledge how essential and noble is the medical profession. But having said that, what brought you to embrace technology to further enhance your medical practice? What was the turning point? Well, As I entered the realm of uh, my career in medicine, I realized that this field requires extensive training and a lot of practice and a lot of patience also to interact with patients. Being a surgeon in training, I soon uh, realized that us as individuals in the society, we need to go further than implementing than what is already known. And uh, for me, you know, I really believe that medical profession is literally life-changing, where we welcome our patients and devote our energies to create a healthier society. So I wish to discover potential methodologies that seemed promising to improve the training and development part in the healthcare industry. And for this, immersive technologies was something that instantly interested me. So I kept researching and finding ways how to incorporate modern technology to help with the medical practices. And this is how I learned more and more about artificial intelligence and immersive learning. So it turned out that there are multiple benefits of immersive uh, learning tools, such as, um, you know, helping with the practice, increasing our uh, uh, the the timing of uh, our practice and helping with our confidence level as well. Which I believe is uh, one of the reasons why you created Munfarid. But tell us, how and when did you found uh, Munfarid and what's your key mission? 
Moonfert was founded in 2017, and the main idea behind it was to harness technology and, and break barriers of physical limitations. The main vision and the idea was to be able to reach to maximum number of people. I visualized the ability to connect and to teach and to be able to, as I said, reach to maximum number of people and help them in some way, either with education or with healthcare or with whatever best we can offer. So after months of dedication and hard work, Munfira today is one of the leaders in immersive technologies, especially, and also we are expanding our work in artificial intelligence. We run the biggest immersive learning program across the region, and we are proud to have expanded to even other regions in the past year. We also collaborate with the multiple government entities to formulate and design innovation programs in different industries. So um, further than that, we have uh, focused extensively in developing countries as well with programs that are focusing on healthcare and education. Very interesting. So once again, which are the sectors that you target with uh, Mufarid? Um, healthcare, education and corporate training are our major targets today. Can you give us any examples of um, projects or initiatives that you conducted through Munfarid and that you're particularly proud of? Well, personally, I greatly pride in impact programs. You know, such programs that help us to reach where it is more challenging than the conventional ways. Uh, for example, developing countries. I will uh, like to mention two of the programs that we have worked really, really hard for in really challenging uh, environments. So one program was being able to take immersive learning tools to students in developing countries who are literally, you know, struggling on daily basis to gain education without even a proper infrastructure. They don't have a proper classroom. Of course, there is no electricity, no air conditioning, but they're eager to learn and, uh, you know, uh, improve their own futures. So for them, what we took is that the program was designed very, very carefully and very meticulously to tackle all the challenges of uh, internet and electricity and without needing any additional infrastructural needs. So it helped us to take those students to immersive journeys across the world. They were able to visit different countries, even, you know, outer uh, space and um, inside the ocean. So that was a very beautiful program. It helped us to open the minds of those young, uh, talented kids and show them that there is so much more in the world and there is nothing that is going to stop them. That was one of the, the most beautiful programs that we have created in education sector. I would also like to mention one very, very important program uh, that I have worked with some of the best healthcare experts with. Uh, that was about <clears throat> helping 
um, you know, helping uh, normal people who are not necessarily having a medical background, but teaching them skills on saving lives. Why is that important? Because, you know, there are so many uh, people who live in small villages, in close communities. And whenever there is a, a, an emergency in your own house or in your own village, probably you're able to save a life. So actually, um, uh, essentially, the program is empowering uh, people in villages, uh, people who could be farmers, housewives, to save a life. For that, they need some skills. They don't necessarily need a university or a college degree. They need some skills to uh, handle the first responder. And this is actually very empowering. Even for the learner, it gives them a great sense of responsibility. This is so eye-opening, Dr. Sana, and it truly helps us to see things from a different perspective. Because I have to confess that as a parent, I very often see technology as a threat. I'm thinking of kids being constantly overexposed to iPads, iPhones, etc., even more during the current distance learning phase. So how is your audience responding to technology? Do you see them being reluctant or responsive? Uh, thank you, Daniela. This is a very important question. Um, see, often reluctance and hesitance would be most likely the first response that we would get, especially when we're talking about, uh, you know, education or something related to health. Uh, people are uh, having their doubts, having their questions. And I think that's very important because if they are uh, curious, then they would ask the right questions and start believing in the program or the technology or the idea that you are sharing with them. So uh, from the beginning, uh, I have realized that a limited awareness and knowledge was something that was hindering the, the growth or the progress in, the, in this field. So um, again, I feel very privileged that we have conducted several awareness-related programs in collaboration with multiple organizations. That included um, educational institutions, that included uh, healthcare organizations, nonprofit organizations, and some of the special needs schools, charity schools. So the idea was basically to educate various levels. That involves um, educators, teachers, as well as parents and students about the ever-evolving future, ever-evolving lives and uh, the great impact of technologies. So we taught them how they need to be open-minded and learn carefully about everything new and then make their minds about what, what and what not they want to use. So after, you know, after uh, having, after addressing their questions, their challenges, their doubts, eventually, you know, the program really turns out to be very, very successful. Exactly. As you said, being open-minded is uh, truly the key here. So how do we go from the current use of technology to the more futuristic form of technology? And I'm talking about immersive technology, AR and VR. Okay, um, let me address this um, uh, question uh, according to our uh, current times. So time with COVID-19, 
you know, taught us beyond everything, beyond all the challenges. It has literally, end of the day, it has taught us to unite as one human race and grow by supporting each other. Governments are, are taking a huge step, you know, maintaining everything. They need to maintain the balance. They're helping the healthcare sector. They're helping the different industries as well as they're nurturing the new innovative ideas. And, uh, you know, virtual reality is just another new thriving technology in the whole uh, group of new fourth industrial revolutional technologies. What it does that, or in general, what immersive technology does is that it helps us to connect, communicate, and collaborate from a distance while staying safe, hygienic, and within sets and within set standards. So it gives us a, a metaverse of possibilities through which we can build bridges and bring people together in an interconnected, immersive environment where they are. Uh, one thing is that they can start by meeting and collaborating with each other, such as uh, what is happening now. Furthermore, they're able to even continue their creative work, you know, work that is related to coming up with a, a product or designing something or building something together, which initially required us to be in one lab or in one uh, manufacturing unit. Today, we can literally do a lot of these things remotely and safely, which is, one, it is saving time. Secondly, it is giving you the result in front of you so you can modify it as many times as you want. Third of all, if you have a digital file, you know, it's much easier to share it with the, with the senior management, take their opinion, and so on. So we can talk about its benefit in the immersive workspace. Furthermore, it is a great, great tool when we are talking about, you know, bringing greatest mind together to solve the entanglement of pandemics. Or when we talk about, let's say, training of healthcare professionals who are ready to learn about life-saving equipments and procedures remotely within a short span of time, right? The important thing here is that the continuity of knowledge sharing and productivity should uh, be maintained despite the physical and logistical challenges. Sounds like there's so much more to immersive technology than just gaming and entertaining. But please give us some more practical examples. Yes, definitely. There is much more beyond uh, gaming. So as I, as I always say, you know, um, technologies, uh, modern technologies, they literally, you know, revamp the way everything works. And eventually they also change the way we live. Uh, right. So with the inception of immersive technologies, um, some of the major examples include healthcare professionals who are using this for various benefits. One thing is the education and training where they're able to learn about the human body or a certain disease or even about a certain equipment or machinery in an immersive way uh, immediately. That, which is ha helping them to gain actually hands-on practice, uh, which, which is an add-on to the 
bookish knowledge that they're gaining. So once you do something practically with your hand, you tend to remember it better and you tend to excel at it better. And also more than just the uh, knowledge retention, it helps you to gain confidence uh, when so whenever you are going actually on the field and using the real uh, machinery or tools you have already practiced it in 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 a realistic scenario so that is one secondly in the healthcare industry also it is helping greatly with patients you know patients undergoing painful procedures a simple example can be vaccinations you know, it's a, literally, it's a five-second job, but the noise is, um, can continue for several minutes, which is, it has a lot of effects, you know. The whole corridor starts uh, to be noisy. The other, other kids start hearing you as well. So if we can avoid that in some way, then why not? Even in literally uh, other painful procedures, such as kids or adults undergoing chemotherapy, or uh, going um, dialysis, which is, you know, uh, a kidney procedure, which is quite painful. And um, currently, we do use distraction therapy with um, TV screens, with magazines, but it's not 100% effective. Um, we have uh, designed a very, very beautiful experience where Burns patient, um, Burns patient really, some of them, go through tremendous pain and they require a very very strong analgesia painkillers so having them distracted with virtual reality where they're playing a game in the snow has eventually proven that they needed lesser medication so it was an amazing experience uh, secondly other than healthcare we are extensively using it in the education sector so uh, we have had numerous uh, success examples in the education industry. If I can narrow it down, I would say that immersive technologies has helped students to be engaged with the lesson to up to 100% without any other distraction. This, since they are practicing, since they're visiting the places in real time, it also helps them to retain the knowledge better. Compared to conventional method, the knowledge retention was increased to over 90%. And of course, if knowledge retention is increased, if engagement is increased, then the results also improve. So um, students uh, today across the region, you know, especially here in the UAE, they're using it in all subjects. They're using it in mathematics in history, in geography, in learning languages also. They have also started to communicate remotely with the students from other countries, which is a beautiful, beautiful experience. So uh, here students in Dubai have had sessions with the students uh, from schools in Italy. Also, they've had experiences with schools from uh, developing countries. So it was a very um, nice and uh, motivating experience. Truly impressive. And I believe that it's helping everyone to get a better understanding on how positive can be the impact of uh, technology. Now, um, I often hear you talking about uh, not just artificial intelligence, but also human intelligence. So what are the boundaries between the two and how to balance the two? 
I cannot uh, emphasize enough on the human intelligence. I really, really believe that, and this is the reality, by the way, see all the progress and the success that we did it now, it is because of the human intelligence. And uh, for me, it is all positive. You know, there is, there is no growth if you are static, right? So everything that we have invented as human, it means that we have uh, learned so much about science, about uh, knowledge, about the human body, about the universe that helps us to move a step forward. Of course, there are pros and cons of everything, every new technology. However, it is up to us how do we direct it. So um, I really believe that the current era that we are living, you know, fourth industrial revolution, is, it literally stands for intelligence. And I do not define it as artificial. I define it as intelligence as a whole. And which is about a, a beautiful synergy between human and machinery. We have multiple examples where actually machine intelligence has been helping human to achieve and improve their own working. You know, because we, in our normal capacity, we do have a limit. One simple example is, again, I will refer to the current time of COVID-19. You know, there has been an increased use of artificial intelligence. One simple example, you know, if I can give you, is that artificial intelligence has literally helped us to understand and to translate the, the massive data that has been collected. What does that mean? That means that imagine if I give you a task, let's say both of us are researchers or scientists, and both of us are working to understand what is the common age, and we are reading millions and millions of files which are ever increasing you know and we are understanding the patterns manually we are understanding the the most common age for a certain disease the most common risk factors the geographical area the eating habits the sleeping habits etc all of that of course it's going to be challenging because the population is huge and then you have a daily increase right so how about if you have a tool that is not doing anything. It's only making everything organized for you. Why? So you can actually look at the big picture and then do your job better. What is your job? Your job is not to be tangled with, you know, the machine work, which is a repetition, which is not actually involving any creativity. Our uh, major benefit as human is to understand the pattern right and think about how we can help that if there is a pattern in a certain geographical area and i know about it it will help me to fix it better i know that that area is uh, more susceptible to a, a, a certain uh, challenge and here is going to be my knowledge to uh, create and understand how i can solve it so i am very, very positive about this uh, beautiful era that we're living in. And hopefully, we will see that in the future times, it is only going to be uh, proving very beneficial to us. One very important example also that I would like to mention here is that, um, uh, see, with the advancement of uh, medical uh, 
treatments and uh, offerings and the current scenario, we have seen an increase in the life expectancy around the world, which is something beautiful. You know, if our elderly get to live longer with us, everybody wants that. However, that also means that we have a larger number of elderly who require care. And since we are busy with our working, who is going to do that? So for that, we have in, in a number of uh, countries and uh, hospitals, we do have some robots, which we call them social robots, you know, who can help you with basic, basic tasks, such as reminding you about a medicine, such as probably helping you uh, from the bed to the kitchen, for example. So these are basic things. And actually giving us a very beautiful example of the, again, I keep talking about the synergy between human and machine intelligence. This is very reassuring. So thank you so much, Dr. Sana. And now looking ahead, uh, how is the future that you foresee, both for yourself and for the society? Um, as I said, and I always say that I am very optimistic about uh, the current times, especially with all the innovation, with all the growth and the progress that we have made in the past years. So um, I believe that the future for me being part of this society is going to teach us more about collaboration and growing by helping each other. Why is that? Essentially because I really see that a lot of the tedious tasks, you know, they are being accomplished by machines, by artificial intelligence, which is helping us to have more human time, more creative time. And for me, this is very essential. So this is what I feel today. In today's time, you know, once a simple example is of school teachers. Once the school teachers are having help with their tedious tasks of uh, corrections, of, uh, you know, doing the, the repetition work, if they have help with that, they will be able to design their lessons better. And they're already doing that. I know some of the teachers who have enough time that even after their regular classes, they started uh, distance learning and they're helping developing uh, school students. So this is a beautiful example. Another thing is that if I talk about healthcare, similarly, we have been um, spending a great deal of time in documentation, you know, just because that is essential. Uh, if any patient comes, we need to document them. The school records needs to be very well documented. For a number of years, this was being done by humans. But I believe that if we have certain tools that was, that will help us with this creative tasks us human beings will have more time for creativity and we'll have more time to think positively about let's say somewhat underprivileged communities and be able to reach them and again unite as one human race and uh, help each other this is what i really envision for the future Wonderful. Now, last but not least, our paramount question. What does unlimited mean to you? Uh, first of all, Daniela, let me just uh, tell you how much I admire this word and 
I was so happy when you approached me and I learned that this is what you named your whole program because it, it just has a lot of meanings, you know. Um, for me, unlimited, uh, for me personally, it can mean competency uh, because I truly, truly believe that uh, we do have unlimited possibilities and unlimited uh, potential for showing our competency. You know, I think whatever I'm doing today, I do have unlimited possibility of doing it better. And as long as I keep um, this um, motto in my life that my potential is unlimited, that means there will be no stopping from me. Perfection is unlimited. And this is, for me, is the essence of humanity. I really, really believe in the human capital. And I believe that we do have unlimited potential within each one of us. Thank you, Dr. Sana. That's so kind of you. It's been a real pleasure having you with us today. And thank you for bringing your innovative and futuristic perspective to Unlimited. Thank you. Thank you so much. I thank you, Daniela, for reaching to me and uh, asking me these uh, uh, questions. I really hope that they do uh, prove to be helpful to whoever listens to them. Thank you for listening. We hope you found it inspiring and fulfilling. Please subscribe to Unlimited on your favorite podcast app so you won't miss out on our next stories. To learn more about our content, please log on to our website and follow us at unlimited.me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter and help us building a truly unlimited community. Thank you.